Welcome to JP Morgan TV. I'm Bruce Kasman. With me this week is Dan Silver. Hey, Dan. Hey, Bruce. So there was such a wave of New York U.S. news this week, um, and uh, I thought it'd be useful to uh, uh, focus on that, especially with Joe off in some uh, vacation site in somewhere in Michigan. Uh, so, Dan, why don't we jump right into it? I think maybe we just start on the on the front of how do we want to look at what's shaping up to be a very strong third quarter. We raised our GDP forecast this week with the um, on the heels of the um, the consumption report, but there's really been a building story there for for a while, hasn't there? Yeah, definitely. The data have been surprising to the upside. Well, certainly relative to what we were expecting six months ago and nine months ago, but also relative to what we were expecting you know, one or two months ago. And, you know, the number we have now, three and a half percent for the third quarter, uh, that would be a pretty strong number pick up from two percent in the in the first half of the year. Uh, you know, I think as we're tracking the data, you know, as you know, we only have most indicators through July at this point. So it's still pretty early. But what we've seen in terms of June at the end of the second quarter and July at the start of the third quarter looks pretty good. Um, well, let me see. let me ask you about the pretty good. So, I think most people kind of recognize that there was some boost to consumption in June into July, that probably we want to fade. You know, I mean, I hear a lot of people talking about Amazon Prime Day. Also, I'm not sure it really matters, but people talking about Taylor Swift concerts and things like that. But whatever the uh, the cause, uh, consumption tends to be bunchy. Uh, our car data is pointing towards a decline in retail sales in August. So we can see that. But if you look at the other things that are driving uh, the, the, the GDP acceleration in Q3, how would you kind of game those things in terms of stuff that has legs and stuff that might quickly reverse here? Yeah, so I think that there, there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, so the consumption number, as you mentioned, you know, July looks pretty good. August, at least the early signals look bad. Um, you know, it's, it's noisy, so we don't want to read too much into it. Um, some of the other indicators, I mean, the trade numbers have been choppy. It looks like trade and inventories are probably going to add to growth in, in the third quarter, but these numbers kind of bounce around a lot. I don't know if you want to extrapolate that too much going forward. And on some of the business spending things, I think you have mixed signals. I mean, the manufacturing surveys have looked very weak lately, but equipment spending, business spending, you know, those numbers have been firm. So it's not really clear if you want to extrapolate this forward so much. You know, I think there's still a lot of reasons to think the economy will slow or you know, some of the strength is not going to be sustained. Um, but in terms of the source data that we have, you know, things look pretty good. And, you know, we have the Atlanta Fed GDP now caster that's close to you know five and a half, six percent right now. So they're they're kind of feeding off this uh, you know recent strength. And we're yeah. I think taking a little bit more of a pessimistic view of where things are going. But you know, even if you have weakening over over August and September, I think you're still going to have a pretty strong uh, third quarter overall. Well, let's let's sort of put that through the lens of what we learned um, in the employment report, since that's our first real gauge of August activity, and it, it is an interesting report, not just in terms of what it's telling us about um, the um, momentum in growth, but also about you know dynamics around labor market tightness, uh, inflation pressure. Um, and and more generally about where we stand on the supply side of the economy. Yeah, so it was a, I think a strong support, a strong report overall. Uh, definitely the headline, one hundred eighty-seven thousand in terms of job growth. Uh, there was a strike effect in there, so absent the, the strikes, and probably would have been even stronger. Uh, we also had a, I guess a bankruptcy in the trucking sector, which weighed on things, which is not going to you know continue to weigh on things over time. So. 
just in terms of monthly job growth, it's it's pretty good in August. Uh, you know, I think we never want to read too much into one monthly report, and probably the three month average is maybe a little bit more of a reliable signal, and that's been decelerating, but it's still pretty solid. So, yeah. Most I mean, it's interesting that the question about the momentum is do you have a uh, a deceleration on the three-month run rate, but right now that looks like it's all concentrated in June, and we started to pick up not only on job growth, but also on the, the work week, the hours numbers start to pick up as we get uh, you know, through July and, and especially into August. And also the diffusion index picks up, which which suggests, as you were noting, that there might be a couple of really concentrated patches of weakness, but that the overall picture is not looking uh, too bad. So, you know, I don't know where we where we go with it, but the economy, I don't think feels threatening in terms of the, the job slowing, right? Is that is that a reasonable um, assessment? Yeah, I think that's right. And thinking more broadly, you know, job openings, it's lagging, but July, still a lot of job openings, unemployment insurance claims, uh, which we have through, I guess, basically all, all of August at this point. You know, those numbers are still pretty low. So just looking across labor market indicators, it looks like things are you know, cooling relative to a real boom in a really strong period, but certainly not bad by any means at, at this point. So I think that's a, that's an important point to kind of center the rest of this conversation, which is that as we sit here, we're talking about pluses and minuses, and we're talking about momentum in the job market, how much we might lose in the momentum in the consumer. But we're not really sitting here feeling any material threat that something is about to break. Um, so these are very much more normal conversations than um, people were having three or six months ago where the debate was raging about whether the US would slide into recession. But as you have that conversation, you can't then ignore the other side of the economy, which is the supply side and what that means as you integrate it with the demand signals um, for inflation. We'll, we'll obviously talk about the actual inflation numbers uh, in a minute, but let's talk about what the labor market report tells us. You know, How much um, optimism should we take from the, the signals on what labor force is doing, what the supply side more generally is signaling from uh, today's uh, report? Yeah, I think it's giving the expansion legs and it's helping avoid a recession and avoid the Fed needing to do more. So, you know, we had, we had, had, we had, had strong job growth, you know, through some wiggles, but pretty consistently through August, but in August, the unemployment rate went up, went up uh, three ticks to three point, uh, yeah, 3.8%, uh, which is the highest it's been in a while. And 3.76, our, our listeners are very careful in terms of right. thinking about these. I will make sure we get the, the right numbers there. <laughs> And we've seen, you know, average early earnings, wage growth in the ECI also, you know, start to decelerate. And I think if we were, you know, sitting here and not getting supply benefits, whether that's in terms of the labor force uh, coming back or, or increasing or productivity increasing, and, you know, the economy was growing 2 3%, and we were adding 200, 150,000 jobs per month, you know, I think we'd have a lot more tightness and a lot more wage pressure and a lot more inflation pressure. And I think that's something the Fed would have to react to. But because we've seen the improvements on the supply side, it's really allowing this expansion to go on. And I think giving you know, us hope and Fed hope and stock markets hope that, that this can last, um, that it's not going to break eventually. I mean, obviously, yeah, well, let's let's kind of cut it a, a slightly different angle here. The you know, you noted the supply on the labor force side that's keeping the labor market from tightening. But there's another piece of this, which is the implications we're seeing as you look at the hours numbers for Q3 and you look at the uh, GDP number, 
um, and and what that implies for productivity. And then we kind of get into the other side of the uh, equation on income, and we talk about uh, profits, not just what's happening on the consumer side. So, um, you know, we've got a forecast next week for a pretty strong productivity number for Q2, and and we're setting ourselves up for it looks like another decent one in Q3. That's pretty impressive performance, isn't it? Yeah, and I think uh, you know, just stepping back, normally, I guess I like to think, and maybe you agree with You're me. Supposed or to give us our forecast now. Don't forget to give the forecast. <laughs> well, actually, so the, the TQ number is actually going to be revised down because we got the the downward revision to GDP. So that'll come in close to three percent, um, uh, and I think you'll get us probably get a similar numbering in Q3. Uh, you know, even though it's early in terms of tracking, but yeah, what I was going to say is, you know, normally I think that productivity is strong at the beginning of an expansion and then kind of tapers off as you get later on in the expansion and we did have a strong period of productivity followed by a weak period of productivity, but now we're kind of seeing this pick up again. So it feels like there's maybe something going on. That's a real positive here. And maybe that's, I don't know, AI or something like that, or just general tech investment. Um, but it does feel like this is a, an important factor for the story that this is happening and an interesting thing that that's happening, that it's, it's unusual relative to normal business cycles here. Yeah, I think this is in some ways the really interesting issue. It's way too early to kind of draw strong conclusions, but there's a at least a hint here that something might be positive on the supply side. You know, and it's interesting, you know, as we move uh, maybe for a second, just a little bit broader than the U.S., I think the labor supply story is something which you can see across a range of countries. There are a num number of countries where part rates have moved up above their pre-crisis level and seem to be continuing to generate labor force growth. But the U.S. does stand out in terms of its productivity performance. And as you, you said, it might might be connected to strong investment we're seeing in intellectual property, which is, you know, held up. Um, R&D spending is held up. Um, and maybe maybe something more, more material in an underlying sense is, is happening here. Uh, how do you translate that when you read the inflation uh, news that came out this week that's not a fair question i know because you can't really translate it but it's a it's a good segue nonetheless good segue um yeah i mean the inflation news uh you know i think we got the pc price indexes for for july a lot of this was known information because we already had uh you know the cpi and ppi inputs that go into that and you know there's a lot of moving parts uh for the two kind of main indexes headline and core they're both up two tenths on the month, which is kind of a so-so modest reading, you know, not not too soft, not too hot. Um, the core services, ex-housing or ex-shelter measure that the, the Fed and Powell have kind of focused on, it did have a strong month in July. Um, there was a pretty big jump in financial services that boosted that. So I don't know if that's kind of a one-off. I don't know if you want to read too much in that. And then on the other side, you have these market-based measures, which are really the, you know, the directly measured components. And those actually printed pretty soft. Uh, both the market-based headline and market-based market -based core were up uh, just 0.1% for the month. So depending on what you're looking at, you kind of get different stories. But I think if you zoom out, you know, all of these measures are coming down from a really boomy period a year, a year and a half ago to something that's you know not at 2% yet, not at the Fed's target, but certainly directionally uh, moving there. And I think, you know, if we're telling a story and we're reading the data and we're getting improvements on the supply side, easing wage pressures, you know, all these things are going to help bring inflation down over time. Um, we're not telling a story where this labor market tightness is intensifying and wages are really firming up. Right? That's not what we're talking about right now. Um, so I think it does give you know us hope and and maybe some faith that inflation is going to keep moving down over target, just yeah. moving down towards target. And 
you know, the Fed's not going to have to keep hiking to, to bring things down. I mean, I think in that context, the other side of the story, um, which, you know, three, four months ago, people were debating about recession in the U.S., but also three or four months ago, people were complaining that the Fed was had made a big mistake and it was behind the curve and the inflation was going to stay high. And at the same time, we've taken out that tale of, hey, we're not debating whether the U.S. economy is a threat of going into recession. I think we're also taking out the tale of, hey, this is an economy which has got, you know, high inflation is that it's going to stay there and that the the Fed has actually done a reasonable job of engineering us into something which is which is definitely moving lower, as you say, and moving lower in a broad way. The same thing, though, you're saying, which is important here, there's a lot of noise in these numbers. And I think it's it's a little bit premature and probably incorrect to just focus on these run rates where there's distortions in the PCE and distortions in the CPI and say, hey, I can tell how much of that trajectory uh, um, is going to tell us whether we're going to get down into the low twos or we're going to get stuck somewhere higher, which the Fed's going to be uncomfortable with. It's too early on that. And um, uh, I think we should, uh, you know, do anything but express humility in terms of our ability to forecast inflation within a range of uh, 100 basis points or so. I think that's one thing we've learned. We've learned in the hard way in the last few years is it's not easy to understand uh, the inflation process. But that yeah, leaves I mean, us Powell, with- Powell Jackson Hole also, you know, he's saying inflation's too high. They're not declaring victory by any means on this, right? I think they're happy with what they're seeing, but they're not saying they're done. Right. And that's probably where we stand going into September, which is they do look like they're going to pause, uh, but they don't look like they're anywhere close to declaring victory. I think one of the interesting questions is as they redo their uh, forecasts, uh, to what degree are they going to be uh, maintaining uh, a forecast of another rate hike before the end of the year. That's uh, that's an interesting, it looks like a close call right now, which way that's yeah. going to go. So um, anything else you want to tell us before we go? Anything else in the data this week or anything else you're thinking about that's of of interest that we haven't talked about? No, I think I think we've gone the main topics. I mean, I think it's been a I'll say good week for uh, the Fed and good week for uh, those in the soft landing and no recession camp. So um I think it's one of the weeks where most of the data have kind of pushed in the same direction. Usually we get kind of mixed signals, but it feels like at least for the past seven days, it's, it's kind of gone, gone one way. All right. Well, that's a good way to end the call and wish everybody a, a long holiday in the uh, holiday weekend in the uh, U.S. at least. Uh, so take care, everybody. I hope we can continue the conversation uh, next week on JP Morgan TV.